You're listening to Girls Gone Wad. This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is episode 111. And we are really excited this week. We are here Holy with cow. Emily Abbott. Hi, Emily. Hi, Emily. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you so much for having me yeah. on. This is very exciting. Before we get started, uh, we want to acknowledge our sponsor, Kalo. Kalo is the maker of the silicone athletic ring, and we just freaking love those guys. We wear our Kalo rings pretty much day in and day out. And if you would like to support the podcast, you can go to qalo.com, qalo.com, and get 15% off of your order. And Claire and I are always talking about even if you don't, if you know if you're not married and you're single, you can totally just pimp a wedding ring or slash accessory ring while you work out and just be cool like us so <laughs> clearly we know you just, are very worried about being cool like Joy right Claire. and <laughs> and you can stack them and wear them anywhere and we love these rings so much so we wear them every day and we always talk about them and we know that we're they're our sponsor but truly when i started wearing a kale ring i was like oh i actually really really love these rings so please support them and by doing so you are supporting the podcast so once again qalo.com 15 percent off of your order by entering code ggw thank you all right emily so let's just dive right in let's so you take it away you have had a big well you've had a big a big year this year and a big couple years so this is your second year in the CrossFit Games correct correct so let's just back up a little bit and talk about how you got started with CrossFit so um I actually had traveled I had did did the whole travel thing after university and I ate and drank to my heart's content (laughs) and I probably put on about like a good solid 10 pounds not muscle just pure weight gain and I was uh I was back in St. Louis with my boyfriend and I was like telling him I was like yeah I kind of feel uncomfortable you know like the chub rub is getting to like epic proportions. <laughs> that's right I, uh, I did the the post college travel and I gained 30 pounds so 10 sounds pretty good <laughs> well it probably was more but let's just call it <laughs> Uh, so he decided, he's like, let's just go try out uh, this CrossFit. And he's like, I think you'd be pretty good at it. And uh, so I did my on-ramp at like CrossFit West End in St. Louis. And I was immediately hooked. And then I really started to get into it. I moved back. I was at university in Windsor and I had just finished. So I went back there to help train the old basketball team that I was on um, at the University of Windsor. And I just basically did CrossFit for four months, like every day. And I just loved it. Um, and then I went traveling again. So anywhere I could, I went to a box, whether it was in Bali or New Zealand. Um, I was looking for a gym. And I read that you, so you loved to travel and you were kind of trying to find out what you wanted, not so much what you wanted to do, but I remember reading that you were like, I was finding out that I was looking for places to work out everywhere I traveled. And that was, you know, traveling wasn't like satisfying the itch. It was more of just working out and finding places to do CrossFit. Totally. Oh my God. Like I I can remember being in Bali and I'd be like waking up at six in the morning to go to gym or I'd be... Uh, in New Zealand, in Queenstown, like sp- supposed to have like a fun time, you know, just like drinking with people. But instead, I was getting up to do, you know, open workouts. Yeah. Uh, so I was just like, okay, maybe I need to like go move back to Calgary, where my hometown is, and just really give this a shot. And so, what year was that when you were all around uh, the South Pacific? <sighs> 2012 okay. or 2013. I kind of forget to tell the truth. Sorry. I can't <laughs> So a couple of years ago. 2013. It was 2013 because I graduated 2012. Yeah. Okay. So then you moved back to Calgary. I did. And then uh, I just looked up the closest gym to where I was living and I walked in there and said I was going to get my level one coaching job or coaching certification soon. So if they wanted to 
hire me on. That'd be awesome. And then I just started training really hard. And then you decided to train for the games. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're, you're just like, I, I'm always very inspired by the moment when people decide like, I'm going to train for the games. Yeah. So what I have this connection to St. Louis because my boyfriend is native there. And there he was he introduced me to this Olympic weightlifter named Justin Thacker. And I went and went there for a week and like, <laughs> these are all legit lifters. Like it was this dirty old room. There's like <laughs> people who've been, you know, lifting for years and like love the sport of Olympic weightlifting. And I come in and I'm like in little like Lululemon shorts. I'm like, Hey, I kind of want to make it to the games, you know? And they're just like looking at me like, who the hell is this chick? Yeah. But he started giving me programming, like online programming. And I just followed it religiously. So all I did was weightlift, 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 squat, squat, squat. So I, cause I had to build up so much strength and my goal was yes, to make the games, but I definitely did not think it was going to come that quickly. So what was the process like? Did you just immediately decide, you know, I'm going to go into this. It's all or nothing. I might as well train for the games. if I'm going to do this at all. Or was there kind of like a progression where eventually you realized like, you know what? I think I'm good at this. I think I'm going to go for it. It was basically immediately like I just I was like, I want to make it to the games. How am I going to do that? And I just basically put all of my focus and efforts into training and not really worrying about the results, but more of the process because I knew I knew it was going to take some time I knew it wouldn't happen overnight so I just focused on the day in and the day out the grinding and then all of a sudden regionals came around and And you kicked some major butt yeah yeah (laughs) which was like super terrifying of course yeah (laughs) because I'm like I'm not ready for the games at all like I could you know my muscle up game like my gymnastics game just wasn't there but but then you end up placing eighth so it's all good (laughs) (laughs) well well, that's so that was my first year, though, and I ended up placing 35th in uh, the, my first games appearance. Yeah. So, okay. So can I kind of dig into that a little bit and ask, um, a lot of people talk about, like, I want to go to the games, but I feel like in some way there's certain stars that are aligned for certain people. Would you agree with that? Like, you have been a competitive athlete your entire life in some way, shape, or form, right? And so you're kind of, like, your body is primed for that. You probably, I don't know, you have really great body awareness. And so I think I want to not so much normalize it, but I know some people might be like listening to this being like, I'm going to start training for the games. And it's not to crush people's dreams, but I also kind of want to. <laughs> but I also kind of want to crush people's cr- No, but I, I just want to feel like like that, you know, is a really, you just like went all in. But I, I also want to think about, is that even, is that possible for like an average person who hasn't played competitive sports and maybe they are just primed physically and as CrossFit becomes so much harder, competitively yeah I don't know what were, what was that like for you kind of going through all that well definitely like I have certain advantages like I played basketball competitively and my coach was insane like all we did was run and our um, dry land training was super tough so I was exposed to a lot of basically that mental toughness side, like having right. to push through. I would I remember we had practices at like from midnight till five AM if we did poorly and you know, so I, I was exposed to like that I guess the the mental toughness side of things for sure. Um and, and that probably helped coming into CrossFit, yeah, having more body awareness, having a little bit of an endurance kind of background, uh, coming into CrossFit. But at the same time, like yes, you definitely need some kind of athletic background. Because if you look at anyone at, at the games, they did something like super at a high highly competitive level. Right. And I was I, I like to say I'm just like a washed up athlete now doing pursuing CrossFit. Um, and I think that 
that was where the sport was for a couple of years, but now we're seeing, you know, young girls who have been doing CrossFit for several years and they're they're going to take over the sport. No right, question. Right. About it, they're not coming from swimming or coming from track or coming from basketball. Right. They're coming from yeah. CrossFit. CrossFit. Yeah. And that's like a scary thing. So whenever, when I'm training now, I'm like thinking about those young girls who are like, you know, they've have a, had a couple of years now. They've developed everything. Like, oh man, I got to, you know, I got to pick it up, this old girl. <laughs> pick it up and <laughs> get training. Definitely at the same time, I would I would agree with you that it's it's hard for just like the average person to walk in and start training because the commitment that you need is ridiculous. Yeah. And if, if you have a full-time job, it's going to be really, really hard to train enough. And uh, secondly, you, I think you do need to find the right program that works for you. And uh, I think... It's all about strength. Like, I'm just someone who, you know, I'm kind of built to lift heavy shit and I was lucky for that. So, right. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I think, strength. yeah. And I think, I think what I'm looking at too is just you had such an, it sounds like a really cool upbringing too. And your family is very hardworking and you worked on a ranch. And I mean, it just, you were kind of, like I said, primed for like that awesome, hardworking person and that mindset and mental toughness and all of that is really what you need. And, but I don't doubt you worked your ass off to get it. I'm just more or less saying like you really, really had a huge foundation walking into that, that probably just really, really catapulted you to, to kick some ass in CrossFit. Yeah. And you know, like it's such a beautiful thing because I remember like even in basketball, like I had the mindset when I was training, I was like, uh, you know, I don't want to lift too heavy because I don't want to get huge muscles. And then all of a sudden I started doing CrossFit and I was like, I can't wait until I have huge Huge muscles. muscles, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So definitely. And on another note, like when I played basketball, I wasn't the best player on the court at all. But the thing I loved was working hard. I loved being pushed. I loved being yelled at as like sadistic as that sounds. Yeah. But yeah, for sure. I think, but I think a lot of people can, I think you can train that. I think you can, if you took just an average person, I think you could, you know, give them a year or two and train them the right way. I think they could get there. Yeah. I really like too what you said about just like throwing yourself into your programming and into your training because I think that so many people, and we talk about this occasionally on the podcast, like so many people, you know, are go into a training program with a very specific goal in mind. And if the training program does not end up aligning with that goal right off the bat, then they just abandon that training program and go try to find another one versus, you know, just letting the training program kind of do what it needs to do and, you know, strengthening the weaknesses that they that you might not even recognize in yourself and sticking with the training just for the sake of consistency rather than bouncing around chasing down you know one specific thing after another. I just think it's like kind of a more, I don't know, I really don't really want to say like holistic, but a more realistic maybe approach of just saying you know this is I'm going to take this as it comes and just focus on you know the task ahead of me as opposed to picking out oh I want to get a muscle up so I'm going to go find a muscle up training program or oh you know whatever it is and I think we see that a lot and that people I think people tend to get burned out really quickly when they try to spot train like that oh totally and they just bounce around it's so notorious in CrossFit you know people just bouncing around from program to program and they're like oh I'm going to try this for a while like for four months and you know, yeah, it wasn't really working out for me. Like, you just got to be committed and you got to find someone. Like, I don't even think, I mean, I don't know a lot about, like, the big programmers that people tend to be drawn towards. But I think you can find even locally, like, people who would really, like a strength and conditioning coach who would do such a great job to get you prepared for, like, the CrossFit games. Um, And if you just stay committed, like, 100%, yeah, I think you can make some 
amazing games. It's just, like, that commitment that I think a lot of people get scared of because the thing is is that, like, my training Monday to Saturday, it's the same thing every week. It's repetition, repetition. And it's with a very few, very few changes. Or yeah. So it's completely monotonous. And yeah, sometimes drives you crazy. But it's like, like you were talking about, Claire, it's like that consistency. That's so key. And you committed, right? So it was there any point, I can imagine that would be a scary thing to be like, I'm doing this and then just committing. What kind of doubts, if any, were you feeling at the beginning of it? Oh, my, okay, I'm a chick. I have doubts all the damn time. Like, <laughs> all, all the damn time. So I mean, I'm constantly like, okay, am I hitting these elements, especially b- before the games? I'm like, have I done enough of this? And, you know, like, I'm not going to lie. I, I've Some nights I was kept up, you know, a couple hours because I'm thinking about maybe, like, because CrossFit's so vast, you know, like, have I hit a pegboard lately? Like, you know, you just can't <laughs> prepare for it. So, uh, yeah, you definitely have doubts all the time. But I think making sure you have, like you said, a good foundation and always back to like an Olympic lift every day. I do my gymnastics every day. And that gives you so much confidence alone. What were the parts, I guess, the movements that you went in and you were like, okay, I'm starting from ground zero. I mean, I know you are a strong person walking into it, but were there any movements where you're like, F this? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Um, Handstand walks, muscle ups, even pull ups, like cycling chest to bar pull ups for me for a long time was like impossible. And I can't like tell you the hours I've spent just filming myself and <laughs> trying to figure out how to do a better kipping pull up and or better butterfly pull up. And yeah, there's some movements that seriously I'm not built for at all. Walking my hands and I just my ass is too big or something. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think too it's kind of nice for us little like the little people here to be like <laughs> to be like, do you still have movements that when you see it programmed you're like uh (laughs) like still even though you're good at probably everything is there still a movement where you look at it and you're just like your heart sinks you're like meh oh yeah like a a workout with overhead squats like god you know it's they're just so uncomfortable (laughs) yeah that's you know (laughs) but it's funny like i remember maybe last year at one point i'm like i can't wait till that day where something's programmed i'm like all right bring it whatever right like and you know what i still i'm getting closer to that day but i still haven't reached it yet to the point where i'm like yeah i can do this no problem i have to imagine that like every single athlete has that i mean even like rich froning you know i think he sees running in a while and he's like oh running you know like i think every single person regardless of who you are how successful you are in CrossFit you probably still have like that one thing where you're like I mean you might be able to do it and you might be good at it and you might be efficient at it but that doesn't mean you like it exactly oh for sure but us fans like to look at you and be like they can do everything and you guys make it look so easy (laughs) (laughs) but do you realize like every time we watch you we're like oh I could totally do a muscle up right now because you make it oh my god but it's funny because I was once right where you were like yeah Elizabeth Akumwali can do muscle-ups, no problem. All right. So I go to the gym and try them, and it's just, like, completely disheartening and crushing. (laughs) Yeah, we we were at the games this year, and my husband always says, like, you know, during the Open, watching everybody do the Open, he always thinks, like, you know what? I bet that if I really, like, put a lot of work into it, (laughs) I could could, could totally make it to regionals. Yeah. And then, like, he watches regionals, and he's, like, you know, watches the first heat, and he's, like, okay, you know, maybe I could do that. And then it gets to, like, the third, fourth heat, and then we go to the games, and he's, like, F that. There's no yeah, way. Just like- 
Uh, I'm out. Yeah, exactly. And no. So talk about walking into competing then and going to regionals and then going to the games for the first time. And I guess kind of what were the standout things that you've learned about competing? Because it's such a different venue in CrossFit. Competing like from last year to this year has been night and day like I've always been pretty good at competing, I guess, um, but I was always in a team atmosphere. So I was never forefront. I was right. never the person who had a ton of attention on them. So that changing that, like myself into in an individual sport was definitely a challenge in terms of dealing with that kind of pressure like that you can put on yourself. But and even when I first started, like my first regionals competition two years ago, I can remember before the snatch event, just being like, you know what? Like, this is exactly why I do CrossFit. Like, to feel alive and this you know your adrenaline's pumping you hear the crowd and there's nothing like that and so I've really tried to bring that mentality forward and just love every moment of that competing especially with the nerves right before just just be like f yeah like this is the best thing ever because this is why I compete this is why I do all that training this is the prize so I always have a quote that I love and it's William Wallace from Braveheart. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's all men die, but few men live. So I just was pretty about, badass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking about that. And I saw that, that quote. I was watching that movie before the East Coast Championship in Boston. And I was like, you know what? William Wallace, you are so right. <laughs> you say it, William Wallace. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you were about to die and you're just like, I don't even care because I did all the right things and I lived to the fullest. And so. I'm not wearing underwear. <laughs> exactly. Wait, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not the CrossFit Games. Although, I have to imagine those little tidy booty yeah, shorts. Can't you really you do can't it, wear underwear right? those. Let's be honest. I mean, let's be honest. Well, some girls like are wearing thongs. Really? <laughs> who tells who? No. <laughs> I feel like my biggest nightmare would be like having a major wedgie like in the middle, like on the totally. tennis stadium floor and being like, I have I to can't pick, pick this. it. I would have to. Oh, yeah. Think oh, about God. It. Let me tell you about underwear and me. They do not work. Like Me neither. I've had, we've had this conver- conversation. Like I go commando under everything. Like I can't wear, yeah. like, it's just another layer you have to deal with. Oh my God. Hell yeah. I am all about the commando life. Yeah. It is the best. Preach it. So I, I don't know how girls wear like thongs and like, and also, what's the point? What is the what point? is the point? <laughs> what is the point? What? Is- <laughs> yeah, maybe they're like they're better like woman than I am because I just <laughs> just like nah. Yeah, I don't want to even buy a thong. <laughs> I don't need. <laughs> no. Right at that point, like, really, what are you? What are what? What really it's is the benefit? So uncomfortable. <laughs> like, let's all be honest. Oh, they God. are not comfortable at all. Not at even, all. But even like booty shorts, like or like the underwear, like you know the cute little Victoria's Secret underwear. Like I love them. I love the look of them. Yeah. Put them on, and my nope. ass just like eats them. Yeah. Yes. Totally. In a second. And it's like gone. a yard of fabric in your butt crack, and you're like, what? <laughs> on what planet is this? <laughs> yeah. Comfortable, and let alone attractive. Like, oh my god! I'm you're like waddling around trying to like kind of like get it out of your butt without actually having to touch it. Or well, I'm like <laughs> there in conversation and I'm just like conversing with someone and just thinking about the underwear riding on my ass. Yeah, yeah. and you we can just like concentrate. feel it just slowly inching up your butt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so oh when god. you're on the floor, <laughs> so when you're competing, you don't want to. You can't. Have to yeah, you don't have that. to deal with that. I, amen. I've always yeah. kind of wondered about that because it seems like all the clothes that they give you guys to compete in at the games are so tight and tiny. Yeah, like, I know. And I don't like people are like, oh, you know, like the girls have like tight and tiny stuff because it's for utility. Oh, don't tell me that it's for utility. Yeah, like, totally. I mean, I love the female form that CrossFit uh, can create. And 
I, I'm like all power to the girls. Like, and you know what? That's just kind of this the world we live in. Women's sports is sexualized. Yes, it, it always will be, just because we look really good. Right. So. I mean, you, every single you know announcer at any female sporting event is like, these women are not only beautiful, but they're strong. It's like, why do you even have to lead in with they're not only beautiful? Right. Can you just? Can't we just leave that out? I know. Why can't we just be like competitors? Like, yeah. But as someone was telling me, which was kind of funny, that like they were watching online uh, the CrossFit Games uh, during a pegboard event, and like a cameraman went right up like some girl's butt, basically. Yes, it was yeah. horrible. It was. What? Yeah, I haven't seen. Oh, it yet. yeah, it was. It was exactly what you just explained. Like the camera <laughs> was right under her, and it was just if she would have fell, she would her butt would have landed right on the camera. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, we had a, a couple of our listeners who were writing to us during that, and they were like, if I have to see one, one more crotch shot, shot yeah. like, they didn't do this when the men were competing. It was like, that's because no one really? wants to see sweaty man, but... No, they didn't do that when men were competing. Oh. Nope. Oh, interesting. Nope. Yeah. More ratings, though. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. I mean, like, on the, I mean, yes, that stuff, you know, like, you don't really want baggy things necessarily, but at the same time, that doesn't necessarily all either mean that you want to compete in a bikini, but, you know... Your your ESPN ratings are going to go way up if you have Brooke Entz out there in her little bright orange booty shorts. Yeah. Totally. And you know what? She looks so good. Mm-hmm. Like, totally. So good. And you know what? All the power to her for being loud and proud. Like, I think I think it's great. I want to master that braid. That's all I want to know. Oh, I know, right? Like, her <laughs> hair always looks flawless. And flawless. I saw her in the back and her hands were destroyed. Like, basically oh, raw. Are you kidding? Then, I was going to ask about that. Were the bars just like smoking hot or was it well, just, it was just, I mean, so obviously, hot. obviously volume and you guys working your butt off, but it just, it, we were like, oh my God, those bars must be hot as hell. Yeah. For me, it was like, so I covered my palms for Murph, but um, when I started grabbing bar, like my fingertips bubbled up. Oh. Like, yeah. And I looked oh. at my hands and I was like, well, there goes the weekend. Like that's going to oh be so yeah, that was, you know what? That was the hardest part, I think, of the whole weekend, just dealing with your hands. I probably went to the medical tent, which is, they're so awesome, by the way, those medical guys. But, Are they? Oh, yeah. I went to that tent probably like 10 times over the weekend just to try and get my hands dealt with. Where is that tent? <laughs> we didn't see uh, that. <laughs> well, it's athlete services. Yeah. Just kind of where the Arosti people like treat athletes. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That sounds so yeah, awful. That sounds But yeah, horrible. how she was like doing her hair. I was like, you are so, so. <laughs> Right? Amazing. Maybe she, maybe she has like a stylist team. It's like, totally. she has like a, you know, Hunger Games, like Effie Trinket type. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. oh. <laughs> are you one of those Hunger Games nerds? Yeah. I'm kind of an everything nerd. Yeah, Claire's oh, okay, everything. Okay. Claire is a Harry Potter nerd. I'm a big Harry Potter nerd. Yeah, Hunger Games nerd. Nerd. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. The only thing I didn't get into is Twilight, but only because I was afraid that it would impinge on my loyalty to Harry Potter. Yep. Not because I had anything against Twilight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I would agree with that. Like, I'm glad you didn't get into Twilight. Yeah. Harry Potter is way better. Way better. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> I have, was like, let's I move on. Let's move on because I get yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to get bored already. <laughs> okay, I have a really nerdy question because we're always talking about like the hand ripping and all that. And we're like, do you wear natural grips or if not, why do you not? Because I feel like that is or the she answer. She said she covered her palms. Oh, you covered your palms, but we see some athletes not covering them. And I'm like, what's the, what, why not? If I mean, if there's a solution there, but is it just not comfortable when you're doing like a heavy volume? Well, I definitely learned my lesson with Murph. Like if you're doing a hundred pull-ups outside in the heat, wear gloves yeah and oh yeah that's actually one thing i do want to try and address this year is training with more hand protection because i actually hate 
using any kind of hand protection. I just oh, love okay. the feeling of my grip against the bar. I always perform better. And I feel like um, there's not a. I mean, I we like you know I like the the palm covers because you still have your fingers. But I feel like the when you move to the full glove, like they're even the Reebok ones, like they does just. It, I feel like there's still more friction to just rub against the glove and cl- and cause blisters. Well, and not even that, no. but it's just like you're – it's almost like you have to hold on to the oh, glove. right, 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 right. As yeah. just as much you're holding onto the bar. Yeah, I, I would totally agree. Like I, I really dislike training with gloves. It's so uncomfortable. And then I find that my grip just burns faster. But maybe that's just kind of, you know, showing me that I need to train my grip more and maybe train with gloves more because – yeah, sometimes in competition, you're going to have something super high volume and you need to be able to be prepared for that. You know, I actually, so part of my background is like kind of I just the outdoor rec side of things. And a couple of years ago, we were at an ice climbing competition and I noticed that the, the climbers, you know, because obviously your hands, you're climbing ice and your hands are really cold. They were actually wearing golf gloves mm. or baseball gloves, maybe, that are like the really, really thin leather. Oh, okay. And I thought that was interesting because like those gloves are already made, I mean, for another sport but to be completely no slip so i was like hmm maybe that can be maybe you can you can try out that theory yeah get yourself some golf gloves <laughs> there you go <laughs> you know what i think i'll just i've almost bought like every hand covering <laughs> mechanism there is in crossfit so maybe i'll just try i'll just keep trying things out yeah just well. branch out into other sports that yeah. already are dealing with tight grips yeah but they do in the back like you're not allowed before we would even go out they would if you had gloves on like they have to check your gloves if there's like anything uh rubbery on there you can't use like any kind of football glove that would have extra grippy yeah but yeah i'd try that uh golf glove interesting because they're leather i don't know so that they like bond or they're not bond but they sort of like fit your hand more tightly yeah are you allowed to wear hand protection that's not reebok Uh, and and, and and by the way by the way we always talk about the crossfit van parked outside of our our house surveillance yeah if we start to like go into that world so if you (laughs) That's the safe word. If we're going into that territory, you can just say CrossFit van, okay? <laughs> oh, I see. What yeah. Like during the open, we started to like question Dave Castro's hairstyles where I was like, oh, CrossFit van. CrossFit van's outside. Yeah. They're everywhere. I thought like Mexico, I was down in Mexico after the games. I thought he'd like pop out of the sand. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's funny because, like, yeah, yeah, it's so true. It's, it's like so you look great. over and suddenly like the fat guy who's been getting buried in the sand by his kids is Dave Castro. Yeah, I know. I, I had a few nightmares, but no, I no, I really like Dave Castro for sure. But you do in they they're very staunch about what you wear. Like you can't wear even your water bottle that says like smart water on it. They have to tape up because you know like Reebok is. I get where they're coming from because sure. Reebok is footing the bill for a lot of like everything basically the gear. So yeah, they they taped up our weightlifting belts. Like if I had jaw grips on, they were taping up the jaw grips. Natural grips are okay because there's no, like, blatant branding. But, yeah, they were very staunch. I even put, like, my – I had stance socks for one of the legless rope climb events because I didn't want to get my legs all chewed up as well. And I had to turn them inside out because they, like, they cannot – they can't have a flash of any kind of branding. So they are very staunch. Are you – do you watch – have you ever seen the movie Mean Girls? Yeah. So you know the part where they're, like – Raise your hand if you've ever felt personally victimized by Regina George. Sometimes I want to be like, raise your hand if you've ever felt personally victimized by CrossFit HQ. HQ. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I don't even know if I can I, I can get into it. No comment. No, no, no comment. comment. Cross, you can CrossFit just, van. Yes, yeah. CrossFit van. CrossFit van and CrossFit van. CrossFit van. So let's talk a little bit about Murph, shall we? <laughs> sure. 
So Claire and I were watching that event and uh, we're all excited about it. And then it starts to kind of turn into the Hunger Games where I'm like watching this going, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm watching people like pass out and just fall over. And it felt, I mean, I just stopped being fun to watch. It stopped being fun to watch. And that then brought up the question for us of like, I mean, I get that CrossFit is testing the athlete and pushing how far can you guys get be pushed and how far can the human body go do, do you feel like that was a an okay decision at three o'clock in the afternoon for the females to be doing that workout well I kind of already I've talked about this before and it kind of got me in trouble cross event so yeah cross event <laughs> so but what I would say about Murph is that you know like I was talking to some triathletes and people who've done Ironmans and those are just as insane yes and, People are, people die in Ironman and in uh, triathlons or in marathons even, right? So when I, when I look at that, I mean, that was like the worst thing I've ever had to do in my life. Yeah. But, um, I never want to do that again. And, uh, you know, and you just see like top athletes that were taken out and you're like, uh, that kind of sucks. You know, that sucks for them. And, and it sucks for the, the whole weekend of the games because it would right. be great to uh, see them compete. But you know what? It just shows that uh, perhaps I need to train in, in more uncomfortable circumstances because you, you got to be ready. You got to be, I was maybe in the right mentally or the mental mindset for that workout. It was so hard. Yeah. And the the other gal who we were with at the games has done multiple Ironmans. And she actually made that exact same comparison where she was like, you know, she did an Ironman somewhere in the southeast. Yeah. And she, you know, it was 100 degrees and 90% of humidity. And, um, you know, by the time that she finished, she couldn't even get her socks off because her hands and her feet were so swollen. And right. and she made pretty much the exact same comparison, which was like uh, any kind of endurance event like that, you are going to have to deal with the elements. But at the same time, you know, kind of I think when you're a triathlete, you kind of more go into it knowing, okay, this is something that I'm going to go up against versus having like the quote unquote un- unknown and unknowable, you know, side of CrossFit. It's kind of like, I don't know, for us, it was, you know, and I, I don't want you to, I don't want to, you know, coax you into saying too much more. But for us, just as spectators, it was yeah. kind of more of like, when does unknown and un- unknowable turn into just like brutal for the sake of being brutal? And, right. it, and at what point is that just kind of like just unnecessary? Yeah. So anyway. yeah, yeah, and you know, I, I I would be really curious to talk to like your friend to see how she would deal with something like that because she knows, well, like we volunteer to do this, like we know that at some point something's going to be so terrible that you just want to cry and stop. So like that, I mean, there's that part of it too. You know, like we're we sign up for this full, well knowing that something might be absolutely terrible. So yeah, it's, that's a kind of a tough one, you know? And it is hard too, because it's like, you know, at the end of the day, it's the last weekend in July in Southern California, you know, like how many options do you really have when it comes down to it? Yeah. And I, you know, I kind of said how I felt at the time in a, an article that was written and uh, I was probably angry for about five minutes just after the event, just probably because of how I didn't do well, as well as I, I would have hoped. And I was just like super upset and I did not feel good. And I remember my boyfriend, like I was in the back, back after that. And I was just trying to eat like something just to get recovered. And my boyfriend was just like, you need to change your mindset right now. Like you're in a terrible headspace. Like this is bullshit, Emily. And I, you know, and then I just moved on and I was like, you know what, whatever, I have to put that behind me. And that was the worst ever, but let's move on. So what was the the most fun thing for you at the 2015 games? Mm, the clean and jerk. Oh, <laughs> clean and jerk. Oh, so great. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, 
there's nothing I can't it's like incomparable lifting in front of a crowd like that or like even doing the snatch ladder in front of a crowd the high you get from lifting in front of people like that is you can't can't do it and I, I have to say that's also from a spectator point of view the, so the most fun. fun to watch it because is so much fun to watch we everyone had a blast gets so watching. into it and it is it's like you you know I think the great thing about CrossFit and the great thing about competitive CrossFit is that even as you know just sort of like a casual CrossFitter we've all been in that scenario where we wouldn't have made the lift if our entire gym wasn't standing around us cheering us on and oh, to like recognize that you guys must be feeling that for, Times, times a million a million yeah. is like it is sort of like reverse engineers this you know just even more energy from us because it's like we've been there we yeah. know what that's like yeah just to have 10 people around you yeah can't you know versus having ten thousand people around you oh man yeah it's not great though that's such a cool like parallel for the crowd and then you know the athlete yeah it's super fun and i think that's what that's what in like at the end of the day makes going to the crossfit game so much fun is because you know, like, no, will I ever do Murph at three o'clock in the afternoon in Southern California? I really hope not. Or, you know, will I ever climb a pegboard? I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But do I, do I still feel like I know what it's like to get to that deep, dark place and have people around me and have other people cheering me on? Yes. And so that's part of almost like, you know, in a way, like, you know, I could go to the Super Bowl. I'm never going to have any inkling at all of what those athletes are going through. Yeah. But at the CrossFit Games, it's like, okay, I can kind of have an idea. I have an idea. I can put myself in in a tiny bit in your shoes and appreciate what's going on. And that's just, I don't know. I think it's so fun. That is like, I didn't even think about it like that. Like how, how involved the audience must be because you guys have all been there. We've all done similar workouts and go through the same struggles. That's really cool. I didn't yeah. even think about Oh no, that's exactly what we're thinking is because we're like, I mean, and we, and I think we kind of project in some way kind of similar to what we were saying earlier about how we'll watch you and be like, Oh, I, I could totally go to the game. It's the same thing where we watch and we go, oh, I've so been there. I mean, not at that weight, but I've right. been in that place where I've been pushing myself going, oh my gosh, I don't know if I could do this. And then you do it and everyone gets excited and yay. Yeah. So yeah, it's super fun to watch in that aspect. I want to know a little bit about, I mean, because there's so much that you have to do over that weekend. Do you have, I don't know, like rituals or, or a routine in between the events in the same day? So like after Mirth, Murph, do you rest? Do you put headphones on? Like, what is your, I guess, mental recovery too? Because that must have been terrible yeah. <laughs> mentally. Well, actually, this, this year, there was not a lot of time in between events. Like, yeah. You basically had me, like, sometimes, like, the longest bout I had over the weekend was probably like an hour and a half, maybe two. Ugh. And so, I mean, that's not a lot of time. No. So, I would crush a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I would have, like, my post workout. Then I would, I, would usually spend most of my time going to get my hands taken care of. But uh, I really didn't really, I didn't really have a ritual other than make sure I'm drinking a ton of water and fluids and eating my PB and J. And then at night, every night I would get ice cream, kind of give myself a pat on the back. Heck yeah. Did you, uh, did you eat any of those really big awesome ice cream, ice cream sandwiches? sandwiches? No, but I saw them on Instagram and people like talking about oh. them all weekend. And I was like, I, that's what I need to get at the end. Paleo and Nick. Oh, we oh, had one every ever. day. So I, <laughs> I don't, I uh, don't know if you know this, but I'm about seven and a half months pregnant. So I was seven months pregnant at the games, and oh <laughs> it was uh, I ate a lot of ice cream sandwiches, <laughs> and that I spent a so lot great. of time standing in front of the big ass fan with like the spritzer. Oh, that was great! The oh. big ass fans with the cooling. Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Did your baby like? 
kick a lot. No. You know, he did actually, especially during the finals, because I he could he could hear it. The crowd. Yeah. So he'd get yeah. excited. So like when and actually in the the very like in the final day, you know, the, the very, very finals, it was so hot and we like had finally decided to get to get assigned seats in the tennis stadium because like the night before we hadn't done it and we ended up like in the nosebleeds anyway and we ended up really kind of like behind the pegboard in the direct direct sun and I was really really hot and I was tired and you know whatever and he just would not stop kicking and finally it was like basically just overload like sensory overload I was like I'm getting like and my husband was standing next to me screaming and and ringing a cowbell (laughs) and I was like something has got to give because I'm getting it from the outside but I'm also getting it from the inside (laughs) No more cowbell. Yeah. No more. <laughs> need to cool it on the cowbell. So I yeah. sent him and made him go get me an ice cream, ice cream sandwich. sandwich. <laughs> That's awesome. It was amazing. Oh, where was it? Steve's Paleo, Paleo- Nick. Paleo Nick. Paleo yeah. Nick. Oh, Paleo Nick. It was fantastic. Yeah. So, right now. Yeah. so you me would. Too. <laughs> yeah. So you would have your PB&J and just kind of rest. Would you be talking to people or you just kind of like go in your cave? No, no. I need, I need to talk to people. I'm, Do you? I'm social. And yeah. It makes me feel good when I when you create that camaraderie with other athletes, you know, I think I warmed up with China Cho for the uh, clean and jerk mm-hmm. and her husband or uh, significant other. I'm not sure, but they were just so awesome. We were like loading plates and like looking at each other's lift. And she was like, yeah, easy girl. Like that's awesome. And it's uh, just, I love that. It totally like pumps you up, you know, like when you can connect with another female athlete. Yeah. So I love, I love talking to people and, uh, you know, just making sure that I feel a little bit more connected. And like, I guess, I don't know, it's like humanizing as well, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask about that too. I mean, is it mostly, do you feel that everyone's really supporting one another, you know, behind the scenes or people kind of like focused and doing their own thing? Uh, You know, I think some athletes, like everyone competes differently. There's definitely some athletes who need to be off on their own and like focus on their own stuff. And I think I need to learn that sometimes because I probably waste too much energy like trying to be social. But at the same time, like we're all going through the same thing. And so it's so great when like someone like Samantha Briggs, she's always joking around in the back and like just trying to be funny and it's it's great it just takes uh puts lightness in the air you know yeah um so most of the girls yeah i would say are pretty forthcoming and just want to talk and kind of hang out and support each other yeah yeah just totally awesome right because a lot of people would ask me like oh my god are the girls like bitchy (laughs) no i'm like no you know they're not because they don't have time for that it's a it's a pretty you know the crossfit community is is pretty awesome. Yeah, very cool. I want to talk a little bit too about, do you follow any, I know this is so cliche, but I do want to know, especially because you're competing, do you have a strict diet? Um, No, I don't. Yay! Uh, <laughs> Ice cream for everybody. Ice cream, peanut yeah. butter and jelly. You know what? Like I, by the end of the week, I try to eat as healthy as possible, I guess, during the week. Like, you know, like your proteins and your carbs and your vegetables, um, you know, and try to drink as much water as I can. But, you know, when I hit Friday or like sometimes even midweek, I'm like, you know, I just need a, I just need a goddamn pizza. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I crush it. And you know what? I don't have any regrets about that because I'm feeding my body and food for me is a huge source of pleasure. Mm-hmm. So I just... Yeah, I just, I eat with gusto. I think that's a new quote. We're going to make a meme. We're going to, that should be like, that should be like the meme we put up for this episode is I eat with gusto. (laughs) You got to. I love it. It's like, you know, I, you know, and sometimes I think, or I say to my friends, like if I didn't train for four to five hours a day, would I be like 400 pounds? 
you know, what happens when I stop competing? Like, I'm actually kind of concerned, but whatever. Yeah. I just, you know, eating, you got to fuel your body. And I think a lot of people, a lot of girls I've come across, like, they just don't eat enough. And uh, I've luckily, I've been introduced to, like, a great nutritionist here in Calgary. And he's just like, you need to up everything. You need to eat, eat, eat. And I felt way better because of it. So it feels good. Yeah, I think that you're totally right that a lot of people don't eat enough. But and I also think it comes from a place of like being so paranoid about eating the wrong thing that it's like, well, I might as well just not I mean, not like might as well just not eat. But, you know, somebody you tell someone like, hey, you need to up your calorie intake by 500 calories a day based on how much you're doing. You know, a lot of people, the last thing they're going to do is reach for a pizza. I totally I think pizza is a great idea. Ice cream sandwiches, pizza. It's all good. It's like there's a shirt out there that says, I don't run because I love to run. I, lo- I run because I love to eat. <laughs> oh, my God. I Like, honestly, I do CrossFit because I love to, <laughs> I love to crush ice cream and pizza and hamburgers. And, like, it's the best. The life, best thing ever. Yeah, that's a good and life. There's, there's nothing better than, like, just being super worn out from training and just, like, digging into something just cheesy and salty. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And you're just like, I deserve this. And your muscles are like, yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, actually, I have this habit when I'm done in St. Louis training. Um, Saturday is like a huge day for me. It's like a big training day, lots of lifting. And uh, I would always go get like a box of donuts at this really amazing donut place. And I would crush a couple of those. And the next day, I would PR my lifts. See? That's See, it's totally science. science. It is. <laughs> science. <laughs> So after the games this year, what did what did you do to recover? Did you celebrate? Did you take a trip? Did you eat more donuts? What did you do? Well, that night, like, it, they actually had a pretty fun CrossFit after party. So oh, I, like, fun. Who was yeah, there? Did you see any, like, celebrity sightings? Was, like, you know, Jennifer okay. Aniston there? <laughs> we need to relive for just a moment the time that Joy saw Bob Harper. Because what she's really doing is asking if you saw Bob yeah, Harper. Yeah, did you see Bob Harper? <laughs> I did not. I actually don't even know who Oh, is. I'm obsessed. So <laughs> it's okay. It's totally okay. Emily, I'll forgive you. Um, <laughs> have, have you uh, yeah, you'll recognize it. You'll recognize you it. Have you ever watched <laughs> The Biggest Loser? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he's the trainer. Okay. He's like so, the cutie patootie trainer. And I am obsessed yeah. with Bob Harper. He's obsessed. We were, yeah. wa- we were When we were at the games and we were watching the team clean and jerk ladder, he walked up the stairs. Right next, by me. Right? Like, I ne- totally right blew my to chance. And I was like, Joy, Bob Harper's about to walk past you right now. And she almost started crying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Like a I, believer. Yep. I, like a believer. I, I'm a total believer. Yeah, I'm a Bob Harper. <laughs> exactly. I know I could make Bob Harper's name into something. I cool. know. that. Would, oh, it was so embarrassing. And I just completely. Why do you love him so much? I have no idea. I'm just obsessed with him. I think he's, I, I watch The Biggest Loser pretty regularly. And I just think his heart is like the cutest thing in the world. And Aww. he's just a love. He's but just wait, a love. There's more. Because then she tracked him down. I did. A picture of the back of his head. <laughs> That's so cute. He probably was so touched. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't... <laughs> or freaked out, maybe. I don't know. Probably Would you be out. touched or freaked out if you found out someone had taken a, a creepy picture of the back of your head and then photoshopped themselves yeah. into it? Yeah. You might uh, want to look at our Instagram because I do, some of our listeners actually photoshopped me into a picture like sitting next to him, but he's actually facing the opposite the direction. The opposite direction. No. <laughs> You know what? It would depend who it is. If it was someone super creepy, yeah, yeah, I may, I may have problems. But, but if it was someone like me, who's really nice, like, <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> so, 
So Emily, back to the party. Did you see Bob Harper? It's really <laughs> you know, I may have caught like a glimpse of the back of his head. <laughs> that makes two of us. <laughs> no, I honestly, I don't think he was there. You probably because um, you don't know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> no, had I seen him, I'd be like, oh, it's that guy from Biggest Loser. Yeah, yeah. On the cover of a mix. You know what? There wasn't really like anyone there that it was just like some random athletes like elijah muhammad and uh i saw like brooke wells brooke Entz. like they, they were kind of all there mingling around mm-hmm. but there's a lot of like random people that i'm sure were involved in the games like maybe the volunteers i would i would say and people are just so drunk and just <laughs> cutting up a rug on the dance floor oh so. that's awesome I, it's good to know like they, they let loose that you guys just like let it go going off like three days yeah. of severe just electrolyte depletion and then just diving into a bunch of alcohol yeah uh, you know what? I had like <laughs> at least five drinks and I was just golden. I was so surprised. Like, wow, I'm such a trooper. Yeah, that is a trooper. But uh, yeah, and then after that, I headed to Mexico and uh, down to like a little fishing village north of Puerto Vallarta and just hung out, had some cervezas on the beach, you know, getting healed by Mother Nature. Oh, yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. How long did it take for your hands to heal? You know what? Like, they're still healing. Are you serious? Yeah. I, I I know this is. I'm like obsessed with hand injuries. I don't know why. Like I can't stand when people post like bro, like Red their hands. torn hands on Instagram. It drives me crazy. But I have like like how do you keep going? Like you need your hands, and it's so painful. Do they just like put super glue? Like what do they do to make it less oh, painful? Man. You know what? That's like a question I ask all the time because it's Ugh. you don't have your hands. It, it's so hard and. I felt them on every event, like on the pig flip. They were like, my blisters were like ripping. Oh. And I could feel them on the legless rope climb. Like, oh, yuck. It was Just so shredding. gross. And, uh, but like, so I tried literally everything in the book. Apparently someone was telling me to put on uh, hemorrhoid cream because <laughs> it has a an analgesic on, so for your fingers. Yeah. Um, so I tried that. that. Uh, I, I literally tried everything. My boyfriend went to the vendor village and like got me like little finger sleeves and oh man, it's so tough. It's it's probably one of the worst things to happen like mid competition for sure. Yeah, I can't even imagine. And then you just probably like black it out and just keep moving because I yeah, can't, like, I I can't mean, imagine. You can't like there's stopping is not an option. So right, and there's no I way mean, to work around it. It's like. Yeah, like, yeah, if you were put in that position, I, I, you know, I guess it's kind of comparable to, like, a mother who has to lift a car off her baby, right? And she'll do it. So it's just, like, <laughs> maybe that's a little <laughs> Totally extreme. the same thing. <laughs> I totally understand. <laughs> maybe on a lesser degree. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you just do it because it's just, like, people who run huge distances, like those ultra marathoners, and, like, they lose toenails and they can totally feel it, but... Yeah. Just right. something right. So yeah, it's that was miserable though. Oh my god! And my hands, like I had to have my boyfriend wash my hair most nights. Oh, like, yeah. That makes oh, me, that makes me. No, I mean it just like it hurts yeah. my heart of like how. Yeah, that was painful. not like oh, your boyfriend's like, so sweet. Oh, it was he's like so a, sweet. oh my god, that, that was like oh. So oh okay. Yeah, <laughs> I mean cute though. That's cute. that's really sweet that he did. But 
We both just like Winston pain for you. understood your pain. No, because you guys know you've all been there. Well, and I've never torn like my entire, but I even just can imagine, you know, after you tear and you go just, even just go to wash your hands. Washing your hands is painful. And it's just like, Owie, yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was so sad. Um, After the bar muscle up and thruster event, like everyone's hands were so brutal. And I remember girls saying like, oh, this sucks because I love bar muscle ups, but like, it's going to be so painful. It's going to be a painful 10 minutes or whatever. Yeah. And uh, and then I go, I was in the heat with Nicole Holcomb. No, not Holcomb, Holte. And uh, we went into the, I went to the bathroom after the event to like wash out my hands. And she was in there like, and her palms were completely raw. Oh. And she was just crying and like putting her hands under the water. And I just, I should have given her a hug because I'm like, oh, I feel so bad for you. You're such an amazing athlete, you know, and your hands are just so messed up. It was, it was heartbreaking for sure. Ugh. I just, you guys work so hard. It's it's so impressive. And it does not go unnoticed. I hope you know that we're watching you, like, so in awe. And just, oh, man. yeah. You guys, that Woman Crush Wednesday, I was so touched. That was, like, the cutest thing I've ever had posted about me. <laughs> I don't know if you know that Claire is also a redhead. And so Claire, oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I know you. Claire, is, both, Claire yeah. feels like you guys are BFFs already. <laughs> Yeah, I think I feel like we're connected. We're connected. Yeah, we're like we're the one. We're we're the real one percent. Yeah, Yeah, the same the same genetic mutation. Yeah, (laughs) and we know we both love William Wallace, so that's yeah, Scottish Scottish things. (laughs) totally okay and i have one last geeky question and then we got to wrap up soon but i need to know what you're thinking right at the start before that beep goes off (laughs) because i get nervous just thinking about it before an event starts you know that dude you know you know (laughs) yeah okay so it changes for every event so before heavy dt i was like here we go and then before the muscle up thruster one i was like i hope to god i finish under the time cap and then there's other ones like i'm like i'm finishing under the time cap there's no way like you have to push give it everything you got emily so there's tons of self-talk like all the time yeah it changes depending on the event if i'm like really bad at the movement or i'm really good so like so. five minutes before that is it just nothing but nervous poops yeah oh my god oh my god by the end of the weekend like <laughs> there's something for sure wrong with my bowels <laughs> i can't even imagine because i get nervous poops just like just like the doing open. the day yeah just doing the right? water every day oh like yeah <laughs> it's the worst and by that time like you're going by sunday you're in such a calorie deficit that there's really nothing left to poop yeah, yeah. and like, totally I, yeah. like body i need this yeah stay in there <laughs> so many nervous peas too oh uh, so yeah the bathrooms are like they're just disgusting they do a pretty good job of keeping them clean but uh, yeah there's lots of and and the same thing is like people aren't washing their hands because their hands are so messed up. Oh no! Uh, it's just not healthy. <laughs> it's very unsanitary. A lot of. <laughs> oh yeah, like I'm sure my immune system's amazing now. <laughs> Either that, or you just have like three latent strands of Giardia. Yeah, just sitting there like dormant. Yeah. Either yeah. or. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nervous poops. Uh, yeah, that's like the hardest part. I think. You're like five minutes before you're getting corralled. You're just like running back and forth. You're like, oh, this is so annoying. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so what are your goals for the upcoming year? 
Because we know that you had a really huge, uh, really huge year this past year and you went into the 2015 games and sur- way surpassed your goal. So what do you, what do you hope to accomplish in the next 12 months? My goal is to, I, you know, like a lot of girls were able to like get back and start training and it, it took me a while. Like this is probably the first week I feel like the desire to get back to the volume of training I was doing. Um, and I think that's probably pretty healthy, but so like a short term goal is to get that desire back and like the discipline to do all my training and to just start getting better. Um, Long term goals. Um, when I got a taste of top 10, it's pretty damn sweet. Oh, so yeah. I, you know, a goal is to podium and I think I can do it if I, I really need to get better at gymnastics. And uh, of course, just get stronger in general, um, and also hit a lot more endurance, like running. I need to do way more of that. You and of course, much just uh, named everything. Yeah, you're right. I did. <laughs> okay, so just get better. That's the goal. <laughs> um, but I, you know what? I I feel really good about this year, and I, I again, I feel like I've only scratched the surface of what I can do as an athlete. So. Just want to stay healthy and make sure I keep having fun because that's what this is all about. And yeah, and just go give her, you know, for another year, which at this time right now when it's like August and I just want to go hang out and like drink beers. Yeah. Um, it's kind of hard to think about all those solitary hours of training, but I'll, I know I'll get there and I know I'll, you know, be ready to go again. Oh, well, congratulations. It's super, super inspiring. I just, I can't say that enough. Watching the games is like, I walked away that weekend and I'm just like, I need to go do some CrossFit. And I think I PR'd two lifts that week because I was just like, you're just so drunk on CrossFit Kool-Aid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, as a spectator, when you leave, you're like, I freaking love everything CrossFit. (laughs) Like, I had a PR and I'm freaking pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it was strict press. So, you know, it's not home and PR my friend or anything, but. No, nobody PRs their strict press ever. So, that's awesome. That's true actually yeah good point thank you yeah <laughs> can i nerd out one more question oh man yeah. i know i know we're running out of time but i just have to ask this too i just have so many questions we're just gonna have to have you back on emily <laughs> okay perfect. um but not even if it's not crossfit related who is your biggest inspiration or support in your life inspiration and support i feel like those are two different things mm-hmm. for sure biggest support is definitely oh man how do i how do i you know refine this down i mean i have so many support systems i'm so lucky but i would have to say probably my boyfriend keeps me on track the most and he has a really good head on his shoulders and and he washed his hair well yeah yeah he's done a lot more than that like he's dealt <laughs> so much of my crap so he's been a huge support system and kind of helped he's been there you know from the beginning on my journey yeah. um but inspiration oh Definitely, like I mean, Instagram's so great for inspiration. Um, I see girls like like Lifla or Lindsay Valenzuela. Oh, she's great. I, I, you know, she's someone I definitely like model myself after in terms of like like we're similar athletes, you know. And she just uh, she just works really hard and she's super humble. And yeah, just definitely like seeing her post stuff is pretty inspirational for me but i don't know i I mean that's kind of a hard thing to answer i know what's what's your inspiration to go to the gym every day you know yeah yeah it really changes it does and it varies on like what you what kind of what kind of inspiration you need that day yeah we always talk about the community for us at least with this podcast um it's it's a little labor of love and it's grown into one of the most amazing communities i've ever been a part of especially i mean aside from just our gym and crossfit but just this podcast community of people that we don't even know it's just really really cool that we can create this through a sport like crossfit so that's inspiring to me yeah no kidding that 
that gets you up in the morning, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah Inspiration is a tough thing because, yeah, like you said, it, it, for me, it's, it changes, I guess, throughout the year. It could be, like, I, I could get inspiration from a song or, like, a movie, like Rudy. Yeah. Something like, you know? So <laughs> it changes. Yeah, it changes all the time. But yeah. I think at the end of the day, like, I always think, like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I, you know, spending five hours, like, training? But it's just, like, the payoff is so awesome. Right. The reward and what you accomplished and all the amazing things you accomplished that feels so good right yeah and just just knowing that if you put in work like things will happen and you will get better even if i I, I, even if i hadn't placed better just the year i've had and how far i've come it's a great feeling and i I remember an olympic canadian gymnast he said to me i was like doing some training at his gym and he said like don't compare yourself to others but compare yourself to you a year ago and uh, and it's such a cool feeling yeah like, oh yeah like oh sorry my dog captain <laughs> you just told you totally just ruined my moment captain <laughs> i love the name captain that's great oh my god she's still growling she's totally growling that's amazing get out of here <laughs> oh my god that was so funny we're totally leaving that in by the way because that was hilarious because you're like you're like being all inspired and then all of a sudden i know and then she's barking at someone outside (laughs) oh all right well on that note on that lovely note thanks captain working hard is is very inspiring i think that's why we love watching it too it's just like oh it's just so cool to watch so thank you for inspiring us and thank you for being on the podcast we've just we're gonna we're gonna keep bugging you to uh, keep up with us because we're just we can't wait to see what's ahead for you oh man i would love that ladies yeah all right guys so you guys listening please remember to support the podcast if you like the podcast and i think most of you guys do because if you're still listening you're still listening you're not just doing out of spite remember to go to kaloqalo.com get your 15 percent discount by entering ggw we are selling t-shirts right now claire take it away oh yeah our girls gonna want t-shirts yes i was like i was like kalo always sells no. t-shirts Jake. we have our girls uh, we're doing a girls gone wad uh shirt pre-order right now so the shirts say they have the, all the girls and all I the girls workouts and this is joy it's and claire like fran and helen and karen and somebody and else enjoying claire enjoying claire <laughs> so pre-order um is gonna go through we'll likely extend it through the weekend weekend yeah um, and so, that's another way that you guys can support the podcast so please go on and order a t-shirt and if you don't pre-order there's really not going to be very much stock we might get a couple extras yeah um, but so do it now do it now yeah go on the fa- onto our facebook or on girls and, and you can get some info for that. last but not least leave us a review on itunes and subscribe to the podcast so more people can find us Yay. and that's all we got have a good week y'all bye, bye.